0: Welcome to Be Your Own Muse, the Spelman College Museum of Fine Arts podcast series where we present conversations with black women cultural producers. I'm Floyd Hall, and this conversation is in conjunction with the current exhibition on display in the museum, Micheline Thomas, Mentors, Muses, and Celebrities. And I have with me today, I'm very honored to uh, speak with Danielle Dedweiler and Joan McCarty. And when we talk about mentors, muses, and celebrities, it's important to have moments where we can actually investigate those relationships. And I think um, when we think about what a mentor is and the impact that a mentor can have on your life, on your career, um, I think this pairing really speaks to that. So I want to start with you, Joan. Okay. And I want to get some background from you on how you got to Spelman College.
1: I was born and bred in Chicago, Illinois, Um, I'm a product of the Chicago Public Schools and born in a little project called uh, Allgill Gardens uh, where I lived the first eight years of my life and then my family moved uh, to another part of the south side of Chicago. But it wasn't until high school and I'll be forever grateful uh, for uh, Dr. Edward Robinson who had a troupe in high school. And I just remember uh, the place cost a little money, and I was pretty cheap and pretty poor at that time but my big sister said you should go and see the school play everybody goes so you know how you listen to your big sister and I remember when the curtains opened and the play was called Double Door it was a melodrama and I was hooked and I began to be a part of the drama club so I have to always give praises to him uh, because he stayed after school and didn't get paid anything and produced a number of plays every year Uh, fast forward to college uh, i Started off as a history major. I'm still interested in history, but why did I go and see a play at the college, of University of Illinois, and then I got hooked again, and I switched my major. Fast forward to graduation and going out into the community and just doing work in the community as a professional actor. I did start off as an actor, and then I started directing. Then I joined Actors Equity and began to work as a stage manager, and I went to Milwaukee and met Glenda Dickerson. Who eventually would come to be the chair of Spelman College? And we worked on a wonderful production where she played Medea, an African Medea. And I never forgot Glenda and speak about mentors and muses. So when I found out that she was at Spelman College, I just wrote her. This was pre email, even people using it a lot. And I said, Well, Glenda, what are you doing? Is there any space for me to come down to Atlanta? And she said, perhaps so and so I that's how she talked perhaps so so. and I there was a a position and I applied and I came and I interviewed and uh, I was selected and I always say that I didn't move to Atlanta I moved to Spelman Mm -hmm. and that is kind of how I got here in 1994 (laughs) and I've kind of been around ever since uh, here at the Atlanta University Center and now I'm back full time at Spelman.
0: In your role here at Spelman, when it comes to thinking about the education of these students and what you're imparting upon them, what do you want them to take away from your from 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 their time with you? What are you always thinking about as it relates to that?
1: I'm always thinking about service. I'm thinking about how do you serve through your art the betterment of our community, and how do you use your Art as a weapon to slay oppression. And everything that I kind of do, and I teach a number of courses, I try to go in that area. And so I'm not a big advocate of people just saying, oh, I just want to be famous and I want to be on the stage or in movies. And we hear that all the time. And I understand that. But I'm more interested in even if that's going to be your path. And it could be, you know, because many of our students are very successful. uh, And they're making money and such. And they're where they want to be in terms of the public and being in movies and being on Broadway and such. But I'm always interested in what are you going to do to, uh, as Sonia Sanchez would say, you know, how does that make us free? It might be nice for you, but how does that make us free? And so whether you're giving money or you're using your art and developing your art to continue to uh, break down the walls of oppression, that's what I think we ought to be doing. I think that's what Spelman College Does and I'm just a little cog in that wheel. I like to say if all you're thinking about is graduating and you know uh, having two and a half kids and having a a big house and such, just shoot me in the head now because I'm not doing anything. If that's the only thing that I'm here to help you do, and students laugh about that, especially two and a half kids, but I'm really serious (laughs) because if I'm not doing anything, I really should just go sit in that rocking chair. But I'm not sitting. I'm gonna
0: do something else. Not yet. Mm-hmm. 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 Not yet. Now, Danielle, uh, I would like for you to maybe talk about the path um, from where you started through Spelman and into her class.
2: This is the funny thing. I never took a class from 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 not at all. Like this. Okay. So this.
0: Uh, is, okay. This, well, this we have a, a better yes. story to tell. You.
2: <laughs> I was never a, a theater major That's right. at Spelman. We tried, but but it didn't help. I was a history major, so I've had pure intentions of just being an academic and and you know, being that person doing heavy research and writing and and whatnot. And but theater and art has always been a part of my life because I'm a born and raised Atlantan. I've my first medium was dance. I transitioned into theater. I did theater all in high school. I, I did theater just. I've been doing theater all my life. um And 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 then, Joan's doing, vagina monologues. Hmm, that's right. That was, was vagina monologues. I had that
1: picture sitting on
2: my. Uh, yeah. So so I was in this weird place in my senior year of high school of like, saying I want to do something else. I want to. I I art can still be a part of it, but it won't be the centerpiece. And. Getting into the, these programs, getting into these plays with John was just a reinforcement of um, something that was always there. That I was I was trying to uh, play around, experiment with who I wanted to be, rather than just going the the artist route. And so. Getting doing these plays, which I did, vagina monologues one year, and then I
1: did for Color Girls like mm-hmm. the next year. We sure did. Ah. I did that through Peppers. Actually, that wasn't the department doing that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I loved those pieces. So Peppers came and they said they were going to do a fundraiser, and Peppers is still here. Uh, sometimes they do uh, the uh, V monologues. And I wanted to do something outside of the department to get more students yeah. involved, and that's how I was drafted into, you know, volunteering to direct uh, for Color Girls and the Beat Monologues.
2: Right, and the, and I never, even after having these, doing those productions with you, I didn't transition into doing any theater with Spellman. But it was just an affirmation. Of, Uh, to be a part of those works and to know that this is still very much who you are. This is still very much a part of your trajectory and you it's undeniable.
0: So Danielle, were were you feeling any sort of resistance in terms of resisting this being who you were in terms of, in terms of saying, you know, I'm actively choosing to not major in these things. I'm choosing to actively not do these things, but I'm still being pulled into this Uh space and, and <laughs> you know, how did you manage that resistance? Um, you,
2: you're silly. You, you're silly, <laughs> and you're young, right? So, and you you want to know that you're capable of other things. My sister, um, was a history. Was she history? She yes, it was history. She was a history major, Africana studies at Columbia, and I was yeah. very much attracted to everything my sister was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, now that I'm older, I know that an actor is someone who is well read. An That's actor, right. an artist in general, is somebody who, um has branches that extend into multiple disciplines it creates a better uh, a better experience for that person and it creates a better experience for the kind of work that you're trying to create and so I I, I guess I was moving and you know following kind of like in my foot my sister's footsteps mm-hmm. but it was something that was very intriguing to me I I did do well at writing papers I liked it um you know I did a lot of classes with Dr. Uh, KPL and you know, and I loved ADW. Those things were really important to me, and it was the route that I was going. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but now you were in flying over Purgatory.
2: I did yeah. do flying over no. Purgatory too. Let me
1: stop laughing. <laughs> yes, and that I don't know my own my resume. <laughs> I know it. we with, doc,
2: with two Doctor Tinserra. That's, two's two's That's two's right. Three, That's yes. right. You know, that was that was super piece. fun too, because uh, uh, that was with Ruby yes. D. Yes, Ruby and D. 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 the young Indian. woman who was in who was in Ray. Yes, and who Ray, played uh, um, his his mother? Yes, yes. yes. Sharon. Mm-hmm. So those, the, it was like, I didn't do multiple productions a year, but those one-off encounters every year were just enough to fuel something that that was like, I'm not going away. This is mm-hmm. something that you're 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 bound to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Joan, do you recall when you first met Danielle?
1: was our first meeting with probably the V Monologues? Probably, I think like it was, it. Yeah. you know, uh, and I'm not so sure exactly what year What year were you when you, cause you came I back to do the second, so, so probably O 01. T- uh, 01, one, and then the other one was probably 02, 02. Mm-hmm. and then you started coming over and doing, you know, seeing what we were doing in the theater department, and I yeah. do remember um, I was Professor uh, Dickerson always talking about how he saw something in you. Of course, she wanted her to be, you know, switch over and be a major. But, you know, we used to talk about you and the talent. And you know, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> teachers talk about students and not always badly. You know, sometimes you, you just have those meetings where you say, okay, well, they're going to make it. We know that they're going to do something big in this area. So we called that before perhaps you knew it. That's we knew you had the potential to do it. Now, whether you were going to go that route, we couldn't say, but we knew that he had something special, and it's evident she does.
0: and you all never put the full-on press to get her no. to switch.
1: Uh-uh. No, no, come over because, to. Uh, we had we had a number of majors, okay. and uh, we understand that sometimes we can be a parents' worst nightmare. <laughs> yes, my child is now a theater major. What did you do to them? What did you make them drink the Kool-Aid? But uh, but she was around enough so that uh, we could see that something good was going to come from what she was doing. So we didn't. <laughs> I might have tried more, I think. <laughs> you know, but. And
2: I still like—I still did the same thing when I went to grad school. This like mild resistance, like let me tiptoe here, you know. I did another like V monologues up in New York, and uh-huh. I did another small thing and hurry up and got through, and then came back home after having finished uh, uh, a master's program in interdisciplinary studies focusing on gender and african american history and haha n- not none of theater and mm-hmm. got back and got back i was i got um, what was i doing i i was a finalist at emory in the the women and gender studies program and i didn't get it and i went in the bathroom of my internship and cried and i said what am i going to do with my life now and then i taught for 2 years and then i <laughs> went to work every day and cried and said what am i going to do now and then that's
1: when the leak mm-hmm. came
0: Somehow, you, no, perhaps, go ahead. I'm
1: sorry, perhaps because I'm uh, getting feeble-minded in my old age. But, you know, I would tell everybody, oh, yeah, Danielle, she's ours. She graduated she <laughs> And then one of the students said, yeah, we talked to her, and she said she wasn't a major. And I, and I started thinking, I said, oh, yeah, I guess she wasn't. Because I never had it in classes, I remember. But she was around and doing things. So in my mind, she's one of ours. But she, obviously she belongs to the arts.
0: Now, <laughs> Danielle, as you were making your way back, mm-hmm. trending back, even though you were resisting, you were still trending back. Mm-hmm. Um, were you all ever in touch during that time in terms of, you know, maybe what you were experiencing?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, I think you came to a couple of small pl- plays or something that I did, oh, yeah. maybe like the Southwest Art Center.
1: Yes. And- Stuff stuff like that, Uh, yeah. And I've seen a number of things, you know, I was there. I don't think we talked afterwards. Or maybe I saw you. Well, that was, you had done a number of things by the time you did the the movie. And forgive me, I can't remember the name of it. Cross the Beer, Cross, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But if I saw her name someplace, I would be trying to get there. Because I knew it would be good. (laughs) Uh, But she wasn't one that, you know, came back and hung out at Spelman. You know, we have that, too, which is good always to see, you know, your graduates and to see how they're doing. But you were on your own trajectory, and then we would just open up the newspaper and see. Or, you know, I'd go to the Alliance, or I'd find out. Because I, I worked uh, at some point, and I have kind of stopped. But uh, as an active stage manager, so I kind of knew what was happening in the uh, city of Atlanta and who was in what plays and so on and so.
0: Danielle, during this time, as you were as as I mentioned, sort of trending back and gaining some momentum as far as your career and you always were still in touch to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um what are you thinking in this moment when you're assessing your career and maybe you you mentioned crying, you know, every day, you know, prior to sort of making that that the, the leap back. Um when it comes to anything that maybe you had learned from working with Joan in the past or your time in some of those earlier productions, were there, were there things that you could fall back on that you felt were holding you up as you were still trying to make your way going forward?
2: I rest heavy on a, on an intuition. I think, I think those experiences were rooted in like a particular kind of naturalism because everybody in those pieces weren't actors, you know? And I, that's really important. Because um, you learn just as much from people who are not in what you do as much as you do from people who are in something else. So there's a level of intu- intuition that you have to have in stepping through your life. And I was crying, yes, but also listening to Kanye. <laughs> I used to listen to I Wonder all the time, like when that was out. It was like my, my morning ritual thing. And um, what does he say in this song? It ain't happened yet. And that's what intuition is. So that's, that's just always been this major push when there's, a, uh, there's a, a, a resounding quality in femininity of the intuitive nature, the intuitive spirit. And I think that was major in those pieces, which were very women-centered. We're talking about vagina monologues. We're talking about the color girls. We're talking about women who kind of lose their way. And so I would say that in those, those years, I was uh, a bit of a wanderer trying to figure out what was best for me um, and you have to have those kinds of... You have to have these experience of uh, of getting off the path in order to get back on mm-hmm. the accurate path for you. So it's pure, pure stick-to-itiveness with that inner spirit, that, inter, that inner
1: guide, which is what intuition is. And I think that's one of the things... And I mentioned uh, our former chair, who unfortunately has passed on, uh, Glenda Dickerson. Uh, when she came to Spelman, uh, the department... Made a shift, uh, and so that one of the things that she emphasized uh, was that uh, the the work that we do of uh, the women should be at the center of their own discourse and finding their voices uh, was essential in terms of the pieces that were created and the pieces that were produced. And she would talk about empowerment and creating your own spaces and places, and uh, you know she. Uh, challenged the sexism that some of the Morehouse uh, students came over with because they weren't getting any education uh, otherwise, uh, and so we, as a group, uh, we we really had to confront all of those kinds of things. And so you're kind of a product of even if you weren't uh, a definite member of the department, you were around with other young people who were. And they were asking those hard questions about who am I mm-hmm. and where am I going and at what price yeah. do I want to pay to do what I want to do. Yeah,
0: I want to bring in something that you mentioned, Danielle. You mentioned Kanye, and I know that you're <laughs> you're um, you're deep um, into hip hop and sort of a product of the hip hop culture. Mm-hmm. Joan, as you are, I don't know how deep into hip hop you are, but even as cultures. You know, manifest themselves, and the students are, are plugging in to those. How are you? Um, how are you as an instructor, sort of allowing them to investigate those things um, in those spaces that maybe you don't connect to personally, but you feel like it has value for them? So you have to give them space to try to um, dig into that.
1: Well, I believe that they have to have that space, uh, and I am still a learner as well. In the, in the learning space so I'm quick to say if I don't know and they always laugh when I reference somebody that they don't think somebody my age would know but uh, <laughs> it, it's a collective up in there now you know I'm charged with sometimes Uh, Teaching things that are in the canon of things that a person who graduates with a degree in theater should know. But we have, and I I would like to talk about uh, our new chair, uh, Sister Aku Kadogo, who, uh, as a young person, uh, was in the initial cast of a color girl. She was a woman in yellow. And she continued to do solo work and to do other kinds of things as well. And she is now at the helm of our department. And uh, part of our charge and her charge is to change the curriculum and to revise our curriculum so that it reflects this current uh, generation. And uh, so she's uh, developing solo pieces, Mm -hmm. uh, a class where students will develop a solo piece. Uh, And she's uh, talking about uh, incorporating hip-hop culture. We just uh, closed a show uh, called Salt City uh, and Jessica Moore, the poet, you know, singer, writer uh, is the author of that. So we're moving in that direction and, and last year uh, we did uh, a piece uh, uh, by Will Power called Flow that she directed. So she is a new blood into the department and and we're, uh, we're going to do a festival in a couple of uh, weeks called Festival X where students are doing their own writing and some of this didn't exist before and uh, so we're trying to create that space where students will create because they're doing it they're making films yeah, everybody already. is doing intersectional work you know mm-hmm. with film and song and theater and we're kind of Flying behind and saying, oh, oh, that's good. (laughs) Do some more. So uh, we want to create uh, this space as a place where that can continue to happen.
0: You talked about uh, speaking with some of your colleagues way back, uh, well, not too far back, but when Danielle was a student Mm -hmm. and you all thinking, you know, that she had something um, Mm -hmm. and that she was going to be able to bring something Mm -hmm. uh, to her craft. Um, What is your impression of her now and where she is now?
1: Well, um, you know, the old African saying that, you know, children are the reward of life, but, you know, fabulous students who go on and do fabulous things are the reward of teaching because you do have your students who, you know, you kind of love them, but you're pulling them along and, you know, you don't know where that's going to end. I was just on Facebook last night with a former student, you know, uh, and he's 40. I don't know if you remember Hassani you know you know but uh he's a uh, an administrator at a, a school in Texas and he was complaining about parents and how they don't really discipline the children and what is a teacher to do and such and i just said well breathe you know because <laughs> when they know better they do better and uh, so many parents really still do have dreams for their young people, and they're doing the best they can and don't let the knuckleheads get in the way. And I said, because, you know, I'm the daughter of somebody who was a domestic worker. They, she did day work, and, you know, I'm the fruit of her dreams. So, You know, when I see her in play, I'm always nudging my husband. Yeah, yeah, she she went to Spelman. He knows you now, you know. (laughs) Yes, and so uh, we're very proud. And we have a number of people that we're proud and happy for. And some of them are taking the more traditional route. They're just doing plays that are already scripted. But we have the innovators like uh, Danielle, who's doing that. But she's also doing and creating new works that take us... Further and I can't tell you how proud and how happy and how much we still learn from those students. So I can't wait to uh, to see the upcoming things that she's gonna be doing. I've seen, I try to see almost everything she's in. You know, sometimes I just can't make it, but she's been in a lot, so You're she's got quite up. a resume. <laughs> no, it's just true.
0: Danielle, uh is there anything that you'd like to say to Joan?
2: Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just super grateful because I think that was a pivotal time in my life of reconnecting with something that I didn't know. I didn't know at the time how important it was for me mm-hmm. and having stepped away uh and and feeling like, "Oh, have I has something left me?" Mm-hmm. and then coming back. And being affirmed that that thing was still present, I'm ever grateful.
1: Yeah, and I'm just grateful to have been able to, in this journey, end up here at the school for black women. What a blessing that has been. Yeah. And to meet people like Danielle, who's doing the do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we close out, uh, Danielle Deadweiler and Joan McCarty, uh, thank you both for sharing uh, your memories and your moments uh, about each other, with each other, and with us, um, as we uh, reflect on this notion of mentors, muses, and uh, celebrities. Um, any final thoughts on on uh, moving forward, both in in your own careers, uh, and maybe as you continue to think about the legacies that you all are leaving for others to mm-hmm. to follow behind.
2: Uh, I know that this is my life's work. That I will be exploring the labor of Black womanhood, of Black motherhood, that is central uh, central theme to everything that I've uh, chosen to do. Whether it's through a veil of hip hop, or uh, it might be performance art, or it might be film and video. Those those that's just integral in 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 the th- the work that I've created so far. Um, uh, I am. I'm just in awe of the things that we are capable of producing the things that we do domestically, the things that we do sexually, the things that we do um, administratively the the black woman's body is present in all of these spaces and it's been complicated across the it's been complicated across the this entire country's development or like thereof you know, and it's I it's just important for me to to reveal the to reveal a pe- a need to pedestalize to revere to to question to to marvel at all of these all of these these adjectives are important for everything that I do especially in the work that's forthcoming which is bust it open and I um, I'm excited to show in the kind of abstracted forms that I explore what it means for the black woman to engage with society and what does it mean for her to engage herself and what does it mean for her to engage other black women.
1: Well as I go toward the end of my formal career as a a teacher and uh but not as an artist. That won't end, I don't think, until I'm in that little box. Uh I probably will uh, continue to write and I'm going to go back into the high schools and elementary schools and do things with uh, young people where they're going to create their own work and tell their own stories Uh, uh, for a while I taught in uh, the women's prisons well it was only one prison uh, in Illinois at that time and so I'm thinking about trying to do some more work there because art at its very basics is liberating and I think that we are definitely in a space and place where we definitely have to work toward liberation. And that will be my contribution. Mm -hmm. You're doing that. Thank you very much. I'm trying. (laughs) It's a struggle. The struggle continues.
0: Joan McCarty, Danielle Detweiler, thank you both. And
2: Thank Thank you. you.